uh, I can't be in this conspiracy. I can't. I can't. Go lie, down the technology exists. It does. And so, it's open source. So Anyone many who knows how to code could do it. Yeah, so so many anyone who's listening to this don't do it yeah <laughs> don't take our ideas those are this is the bad stuff we're telling you about yeah don't um, do those things You don't even know I have COVID right now. Look how nice the face. It's called makeup. performance, baby. Yeah. We're content creators. It's all about, mm-hmm. you know, the what you're seeing on screen is different from what we're feeling inside. It's the, different from different, when we leave this room. Yeah. It's different than reality. You know, it's not real. Yeah. It's a performance. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we are the media literacy show from a horror lens where we explore the real life historical uh, societal reasonings behind our cinematic fears. And today in our new year, new me series, we are talking about the film Cam. Again. Again, You're um, <laughs> we covered Cam in our early days in our sex workers representation episode, and it is one of our most watched put quotations around that episode on uh, YouTube. There's no video, it's just sound, and it's just because it has the word sex in it. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Retire it because I'm like, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes sense for what I know about people. Yeah, but like the that would perform well. They're like, sex sex workers i love that it's except it's in the title <laughs> when it talks about you know them being regular humans and treating them with respect yeah. and, then, and then they get in there and then they're just like oh oh no this is educational yeah this <laughs> is learn it's, it's not even sexy teams. there's no people there it's just voices unless <laughs> yeah. they're like into like asmr or whatever that's but. true yeah. yeah. Um, it, was <laughs> it was pre-video days. We covered Cam, um, which is about a Cam girl. It's a horror story. It's great. It is definitely one of our favorite films. Um, since yeah. it came out, we were like, wow. And, and it holds up. Like, we watched it, I think, two years later. It mm-hmm. was still genuinely terrifying. It's still one of the scarier movies I've seen about, like, identity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. It, it felt really close to home it's more now than when we first did it because we were very new it was like episode like 23 or something it yeah. was it was an early app before we were really as tired content creators as we are yeah. <laughs> you know like we weren't creating weekly content we weren't making video content we weren't trying to like you know keep up with the high demands of having people listen and watch you and like expect yeah certain things from you or just like haven't really established ourselves haven't had like negative interactions with people yet or uncomfortable interactions with people yet it was all just like no one knew who we were yet 
but I definitely think like like we definitely had a respect for it the first time around. Agreed, um, we yeah. talked to a friend about it who had uh you know worked in sex work before. We talked about just other sex work horrors. Um, that was really the core of that message. Where this is going to be more about like content creation and like your identity <laughs> as a content creator, which we also covered um, with Dory um, for our. Uh, a perfect blue episode so mm-hmm. with lovely dory um that was and i found a lot of similarities <laughs> and like yeah. the same fear and, and discomfort that i had was stemmed directly from like how people interact with her not so much like her job <laughs> like what she yeah did. there's no problem with that the problem is everybody else. How, how everyone views it and like this kind of stigmatization as well as just like when you live in a consumeristic society People feel very entitled to mm-hmm. human bodies, especially if you're famous or a content creator or someone who is a sex worker. Like they really, they're like commodification check. Mm-hmm. We got you yeah. 100%. You belong to me. Yeah. And that's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, there's so much, like every time I felt like it, I was like, okay, that's scary. <laughs> And then the next thing would happen. I'd be like, no, that's scary. And like, yeah, that's, ah. like, and it was so, like, of course, that also is a problem. Like every, like it just kept building up and there was just all these different, like even just outside of like, there are some supernatural things that are happening, even just mm-hmm. taking a step away from that. Like that wasn't even the scary part. It was like everything else. Yeah. <laughs> it was stuff that like very honestly could happen. Like those are the things that were scary. Like yeah, the real stuff. Like not even the supernatural. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. very much like oh, you see someone you don't want to be seeing in a party store, and you know that they saw you, and why do they know where you are? Mm-hmm. And all- <laughs> yeah, lots like, of stranger danger. Um, that's that me, right? This is me. This is this me. That person should not know this me. They should know yeah. that me only. Exactly. So now they're bridging that like. Where you're supposed to be siloed right you're supposed to be in this other section not supposed to talk to me like there are times when we are places and people recognize us as ghouls and it's nice mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like like oh aren't you a ghoul like that's wonderful it's also still kind of weird where it's just like how did you, did you recognize me from my voice from like our face on the like those are that's always still weird because we're definitely not famous enough for that to happen <laughs> frequently enough for us to be like oh my yeah. god another I'm, one of these I'm, t- I'm also just way too nervous if I see for a stranger to come up to me and me not immediately be like threat threat yeah. what's happening <laughs> who are you I don't know you I don't know anyone I've never existed before I do not wish to be perceived <laughs> so yeah I immediately go into like we are not safe everyone run yeah um, so if anyone does run into us <laughs> so we apologize and I look as if I am terrified you're going to murder me it's not because I actually I don't know. It's just, I don't know how to people. And then it's also like, there's also this, like as a content creator, people spend all this time with you, but Mm -hmm. it's a one way, right? Like where they are experiencing you, but you don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. So they learn you, they learn about you. They have this connection to you. They have memories with you that you do not have. So when they approach you, they're coming with all of this background, this knowledge, and you're just like, stranger. (laughs) 
yeah. stranger, um, which is totally valid. I, and I think that really comes with it too. Like there are, you know, I feel very connected to a lot of podcasts that I listen to. Like yeah. <laughs> if I met them in real life, I'd be like, oh my God, you know, like remember when we went through that awful breakup and <laughs> it was just me. And you were the one thing that made me, mechanism. okay, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so. And they're like, like, no, please go away. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, and it's so interesting too, because I, I was just, um, I saw this video with Penn Badgley from uh, you, and mm-hmm. we're going to be covering you again uh, next month. But he had this video with him, and I'm totally blanking on her name now, but she played Love, and mm-hmm. she's an amazing actress. I hate that I forgot her name. But they were talking about just like when people approach them and like how immediately their mood changes sometimes, like when they're just out living their yeah. life and people are like, oh my God. And they make this whole thing and it's just like, uh, yeah, of course. Like, and you can't be like any other way, right? You know? Well, <laughs> like, yeah, because then they're like, we made you, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so it just immediately. Us, which is true, but it's also like very stressful. Yeah, um, they're still a yeah. person, but it just completely yeah. like ruins their mood and makes them feel just like a commodity, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're not a person. People aren't respecting their space. And so I, I was like, again, we're not like super like out there, but there are times when like I interact with people who <laughs> think that they have certain like, uh, like relationships with me or just like things like that where I'm like, I don't know you. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no reason. Like, what is that? Like, who are Like, who is this? And I mean, we've even had some like pretty uncomfortable experiences on ghouls of just like comments or fans or people just like blur the line and we're like no yeah we're thankful for like the few fans we have uh don't ruin this yeah (laughs) we're thankful and also we're also still people yeah respect that's really enjoy the content we actively try to make it good We've already doomed ourselves, though, Gabe, because part of my thing is that you're not supposed to use your real name when you're, like, a creator. hmm And we do, so. We do. Oh, well. <laughs> it's like the ghoul Gabe, you know? That's how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, it, it just, some people use their name, but they'll have, like, things as a part of it, you know? Yeah. No, that's we real. We don't have our whole government out here. Yeah, they don't have our <laughs> government names. That's very valid. <laughs> and they don't exactly. need to no we don't exist yeah we are secret um so <laughs> let me tell you about the film which is what you're here to listen to uh yes. is cam it is from 2018 uh which is not that long ago uh we watched it like immediately and now we're like in love so um it is about alice an ambitious cam girl wakes up one day to discover she's been replaced on her show with an exact exact replica of herself it's directed by daniel goldhaber and written by uh isa mazai daniel goldhaber and isabel link levy um and isa mazai it was her story mostly and then like mm-hmm. she said help with the others um and so i'll talk a bit about kind of her contributions and why this film would not be what it is without her mm-hmm. <laughs> very honestly um so 
Cam is a really haunting film that gets increasingly more uncomfortable and terrifying in ways certain content creators and femme presenting people can feel at their core, uh, which is why it was so horrifying. <laughs> um, the film follows Cam girl Alice, a charming creator who specializes in intense but memorable experiences for her fans. She begins her shows um, playfully chatting with those in attendance, and she gives in to their requests, well paid for, as she spanks herself and coos at them. She's very, like, conversational and i remember when we were watching it i was just like that's a lot of work <laughs> to like because you're like talking to yourself because they're just chatting on the like stream and so she's just like has to be like oh no don't say that or like what do you guys yeah. want like, like she's talking to herself and then cat was like that's just twitch streaming <laughs> it is yeah because you're like supposed to talk back to them. <laughs> they chat with you and you're like i don't know like what am i doing yeah yeah which but is you really the- do have to talk to yourself. And then especially because with the after effect where like you pull clips and stuff or whatever, mm-hmm. you need that entertainment interactivity. You have to act like people are there even if they're not. Yeah. Because I mean, what people are like, if they wanted the video game, they would just have the video game. They're mm-hmm. paying for you to play it. The way yeah. that you are experiencing it the conversations that you're having you have this like connection to them definitely plays into um Mm -hmm. the accessibility um of the experience and all of that and so um (laughs) i agree and i think like talking to ourselves is a big thing of why we it was really hard to get into Twitch streaming um Mm -hmm. like we have a twitch channel you can definitely check it out it's like dead for a minute uh (laughs) in a few times we we play and people do get like a kick out of it yeah (laughs) usually it's one of us playing a horror game me being like terrified and people think that's hilarious yeah um you are really fun to watch when you play twitch (laughs) um so you know we could support our many ways that we've tried to stay relevant and (laughs) um alice is very good at it she is such a natural and just like um it's uh madeline brewer from uh a handmaid's tale and she is so good (laughs) like she's an amazing actress i've seen her in a lot of different things um and i don't think i've ever been disappointed and she does such a remarkable job in this in this film um same way she like stole our hearts in the the show handmaid's tale um so alice her her on-screen persona is lola and so lola is performing she like spanks herself she's like giggling and all is well until a new voice joins the chat demanding blood literally real uncomfortable real fast uh caught slightly off guard she quickly blocks him only for him to rejoin as a new user and he expresses that like she can't get rid of him and there's this real fear that we see on her face like all of a sudden that like the the mask that she had on as lola comes down and she's like nervous like how easily it is that someone could just come in and derail her entire experience and her um her channel like this is hers and this person just comes in here and now it's it's his and it's like what um and so she gets really really nervous um and uh he insists on violence using a mixture of emojis and obscene language while the other attendees begin to join in like almost too quickly uh they're like oh a knife like oh violence i didn't know that was on the table and she's like come on guys (laughs) (laughs) let's not you know wish violence upon me a real human being um and so alice searches uh her chest of toys she has this whole like bin of fun and withdraws a knife 
uh, kind of saying like, is this what you want? And then uh, in a most intense opening scene, Alice slits her throat to the chorus of coin chimes. So they're paying all that money yes. for her to kill herself. So she just does it. And you're like, what? <laughs> it was <laughs> a whole cut. movie. What do you mean? Um, <laughs> just, she died at the beginning and this whole time is six cents. Yeah. Um, that's not the case. <laughs> and after a few stressful moments, Alice rises and pulls the like silicone, like blood drenched piece from her neck and smiles because it was all part of her experience <laughs> she likes to do crazy things turns out it was her idea which i think is funny um so giddily after the stream she chats with one of her regulars tinker um and uh celebrates her rise in the cam girl charts which is like her big goal um but she's also worrying slightly at the easy viciousness of her viewers that they had so clearly wanted to see her blood and just so easily like, yeah because <laughs> she's like oh yeah like i won like she's feeling strong but then she's also like what was that <laughs> like yeah. we planted that and she was wholeheartedly expecting people to be uncomfortable and they were like yeah they're like heck yeah i kill but i <laughs> mean you know, like, internet separates us from for accountability yeah accountability reality, reality as well mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah we said that at the same time um and so we're led to believe uh these are viewers that spend uh frequent nights with her and so it's like really weird that they were so yeah, eager so down blood. yeah there's a few people who are new and that's kind of like comes through there's a lot of like girls pining for certain attention because of money because that's how they, they need the money this is their job yeah. um it's a service industry <laughs> period yeah. so we learned quite a lot about alice uh in the beginning uh she is a playful cam girl who enjoys creating fun new experiences with her fans uh she keeps a calendar of all the different things that she's tried and it's a mix of just like hanging out in certain ways but she's just makes herself um like a pleasant person that is yours like yeah <laughs> like come hang out with me we're best friends uh and we're gonna do this crazy fun thing and then also she's gonna get off so it's fun um yeah. she's anxious to break the top 50 charts that's like her big goal she's close to her mother and younger brother the latter of which knows of her escapades and she is waiting to get to the top of the charts before letting her mother know hoping that she would be proud of her yeah. and she separates her life from her profession in that way mm -hmm. um but it's never, it's not out of like shame. <laughs> I want that to be very clear. And that's one of my favorite parts. And I will get there. She doesn't uh, tell her fans that she loves them. And she never fakes an orgasm. She has these clear rules that she follows um, to, in order to kind of keep her brand, right? Uh, and her desperation for the top of the chart peaks after a close call during a dinner date with her fans, they break the top 50, only for her to fall rapidly down as another creator taunts the fans to watch her instead. Yeah. Uh, because this other creator, Princess X, um, is adamantly never nude, only offering to remove clothing for every 10 spots that Lola drops. Um, and... Writer Issa Mazai explained her idea of Alice as wanting to express the anxiety around my own I, my own digital identity, and I was depriving my personal validation from my performance and from my digital persona's validation. It was this constant anxiety of, do my viewers like me? Do they just like the persona I've created? And also, how much of my persona is real? Mm. Um, because writer Mazai was a, a formerly a sex worker, so mm. she all these are her life um and so well, minus the 
hurt the scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, in an act of desperation, Alice agrees to do this like duo show, this combination show with a fellow creator, and this time astride the Vibratron, which is rumored to do irreparable damage to her clitoris. And even despite the many warnings from friends and competitors alike, she endures, even breaking a precious rule in the process and fakes an orgasm so it'll stop. Yeah. <laughs> and she finally breaks it. She breaks the 50 um, and like rises up because of this experience because people are already fans of her. They see her do this. Mm-hmm. That's how desperate she is. The morning after her hard won success, she hears strange sounds from her camming room and finds that she's still climbing the charts. Uh, she then discovers that someone is using her name, her channel, and her face to perform. And Alice immediately calls the website, which is like Girls for Money or something. It was like... Yeah girls equal uh, uh, like <laughs> purchasable good like it was like really yeah good. um but they get no help it's like really infuriating it's anyone who's had to fight instagram to get their account back <laughs> yeah how aggravating that is um the film becomes yeah. increasingly uncomfortable as she seeks justice turning any which way she can for help only to be denied abused and disrespected every time there is no end to the horrors because as Kat had mentioned, one of her viewers finds her IRL in a mm-hmm. true terror as he attempts to remove the barrier that she's placed, seeing her only as Lola, even calling her such in person. Yeah. Like, that is how like he in our first episode that we did about this, um, our guests talked about that, like how sometimes they just see you as this person that you're putting on like display and they forget that that's not you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're expecting you to be that all the time. And they're yeah. also expecting whatever relationship you're building up in that space to extend outside of that space. Yeah. Which, which isn't the case. That's not the case. And that's terrifying. And she's very, like, she tries to be very stern with him and mm-hmm. is just like, this is not okay. You are crossing bound. Like, she's very stern. Just yeah. Like, you and know direct, which is good. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's just like, I love you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> stressful it's stressful yeah it's very stressful um <laughs> and then uh the fake lola is rising in the charts very very well like very quickly and she starts with similar content before completely disregarding alice's rules including telling her fans that she loves him mm-hmm. uh she also has an on-camera suicide but this time with a fun twist of a gun yeah. and uh alice looks on in horror at her own death on camera, completely shook by the experience. Like it absolutely rattles her. Yeah. Um, it's such an absurd, like it's a very tense moment in a way that like the opening, like fake um, unaliving was a little tense because <laughs> you're like, what, what's going on? Oh my God. And you are more afraid of like what they were saying in this one. You're like, what are they going to do to her? Um, yeah. Now well, also, have- yeah. Like, cause the first time was based in like this, consent you know is her decision to do that and then this is like a person who is not her she is not giving consent to this so it's it's more horrifying because you like don't know how it's happening yeah could like i know it's happening on screen that person looks like me is that going to happen to me in real life like there's a lot at play Mm -hmm. i think you also like you're seeing yourself Mm -hmm. do that like yeah and it's not you like that's so like i can't imagine um and so she's absolutely like oof, <laughs> really mm-hmm. messes her up um and fake lola also uh goes to a public place the library to perform um which is not something 
that she ever did. She Lola always stayed in her room. Mm-hmm. And um, it is this stream that Alice's younger brother's friends find online. Um, they actually find it on a different website where someone had ripped the video mm-hmm. and re-uploaded it, which is theft. Um, yeah. So on top, like on top of the theft, <laughs> um, which and on that sign, that uh, website was like cash for girls or yeah something additionally like yeah like we own these bodies (laughs) um and so her brother's friends find this video and they're watching it at his birthday party and then eventually they call her terrible names and accuse her of being terrible and all this other stuff yeah his birthday like clearly yeah clearly these aren't his real friends because like why would you think that would be like a good birthday thing to do yeah well yeah and then it's thing to do in general it's also like society told them that she doesn't matter because she does this right because he knew that she did it and he was fine with it he was Um, supportive she wasn't like afraid to tell her mom she was waiting to tell her mom so there's like it's (laughs) like they didn't have that that skewed way of looking at her in that way so um it's very clearly just like you know they grew up thinking yeah she's now oh this is a bad thing and he's just like how dare you um and it ruins his birthday obviously and reveals alice's occupation to her mother before she was ready um eventually the website doesn't even acknowledge her identity when she's trying to call it um she calls the police to find them and unsurprisingly they're unhelpful and also unsurprisingly predatory yep super gross awful time um one of the officers makes foul comments about her work asking her like essentially like asking her if she'd be open to doing it um yeah. not understanding that like sex work has many different <laughs> like parts to it and also mm-hmm. this is not the time i am not lola <laughs> like i'm alice asking for help from authorities like super gross and then the other one dismisses dismisses her completely saying stay off the internet yeah because to him he's like you put yourself on the internet it's your fault you don't deserve anything. Mm-hmm. So um, she suffers from invasion of property, her personal world crumbling around her. And fake Lola even goes as far as leaving the camming room and going into Alice's real room, which mm-hmm. is one of the more horrifying parts for Alice. Like you can see how upset she is that there's this such intense invasion of property, like a, a privacy where mm-hmm. they're coming in. Like she's saying like, stay out, like don't come in here and just sobbing, um, pleading with them to leave her space. Cause now mm-hmm. it's like that again, that was Lola. This is Alice. And now you're in Alice's space. And mm-hmm. then she goes even farther by showing the fans photos of her life, including one of her younger brother. Yeah. it's so horrible Mm -hmm. um and even outside of the supernatural the film boasts some truly uncomfortable and horrifying things so one of the cam girls that uh mentioned previously princess x who is never nude in one of the scenes she complains at the insistence of her viewers to disrobe because there's this blatant disrespect at her rules and it shows how they see her as an object and not a human um the house in which all the girls live like there's it was like the cam hotel or something it was like clearly a place where they you know all stayed and were able to support each other mm-hmm. um but the fact that all of them knew about the horrors of the vibratron mm-hmm. <laughs> like they were like this is horrible um the website she cams for is titled something like money for girls and her videos can be found on other sites um after being stolen from her on things like cash for girls whatever right mm-hmm. and as a content creator 
The idea of having your account and your livelihood stolen and profited on by another is terrifying in and of itself. And to have your brand corrupted, your morals and rules undermined. Um, Alice discovers that this supernatural being, the imposter, is a part of a bigger insidious scheme, one that has stolen the accounts of many camp girls. And uh, turns out the number one cam girl is actually dead in reality and mm -hmm. is now at the top of the charts as this imposter, one of which has no limits, right? They mm -hmm. can stream all day. They have no rules and no boundaries, right? So they are set free. They could do whatever they want. Um, and so they can keep giving the fans what they don't. Because I think at one point she says, like, you know, how do I stay up in the charts? Like, never sleep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and as a content creator, burnout is very real. Like, people having to, yeah. like, we have to do, we are always burnt out. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Because um, we are weekly. And we're just an hour of just us talking. I can't imagine the ones who do like these really intense, like highly edited yeah. pieces. Um, it's a big strain and there's a lot of pressure to. That's why a lot like of people too, like we'll have teams. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. don't have teams. Don't have teams. Lots of people don't have teams and people will assume people have teams that don't have teams. It's just like yeah. you and your, your office. Yeah. And just me sad. <laughs> Yeah, get to sleep anymore. Um, and much of the themes covered in this film, as I say before, reminded me of Perfect Blue and Mima struggles with identity and the commodification of her being, uh, and how people thought they had any right to her as a being uh, because she was on the screen. Mm -hmm. um, however, I truly appreciated this film's approach to Alice and or Lola's claim to fame. Uh, because while I was doing research for this episode, I was looking up other like OnlyFans horror stories. I was trying to look at like real ones mm -hmm. um, or other horror films, maybe. And all of them were about these women needing to use OnlyFans or some other service because they're in dire straits. Mm -hmm. It was all like the horror was that they had to turn to sex work to be able to pay their bills like I couldn't like I kept trying to watch them and I would get like two like a minute in and they would establish that and it would just be this like degradation of her on screen and they're like isn't this horrible and I was like you're totally missing <laughs> like you're, you're you're discrediting and belittling yeah. any of those content creators who do that as their job and that like are proud of that and like find strength in that in this this um persona as um uh the writer said right like this is your person like you're 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 performing in any way that any other creator would do mm -hmm. and so just say like oh look at like the horrors being someone just simply asking her to take off her clothes and it's just like some people just do that and they do a really good job <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like there's lots of people who like really love it you know they get into it for fun like in yeah. addition to work like and the, yeah, the painting it as it's only ever happens in these like dire straight situations definitely is gross. Yeah, it takes the strength that like out of them. It just like it, it's belittling. Like I just think of any yeah. like burlesque performer, like they are amazingly talented. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like and they're doing that right. Like they're taking off their clothes, but it's absolutely a phenomenal work. It's hard work. They have mm -hmm. to choreograph. They have to put so much effort into their appearance and. It's like, it is an art form. And the same thing, even just with any of the sex work, right? OnlyFans, all of those things, like people have what they do and it is mm -hmm. usually a point of pride. It's it's their, their job. And so just be like, oh, the last resort. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and they miss the, the point completely because what they should be commenting on is just like how gross 
those like the audience members of those people are like that's not the problem it's just like look at this poor pathetic woman mm-hmm. <laughs> who wants to get naked not like look at these men who are demanding this clearly uncomfortable woman to do that yeah like let's cr- yeah anyway uh <laughs> getting off the soapbox for a minute because i could go for days like let's talk about society yeah. um <laughs> talking about how we don't value women anyway uh or pay people enough that they would have to resort to something that they don't enjoy <sighs> whatever yeah <laughs> go on forever which is again why i really really enjoyed this film because in cam alice is never ashamed of her work even yeah. her hesitation in telling her mother isn't from a fear of disapproval but because she wants to show her how good she is at it Later, after her mother is found out, we see that this was a realistic approach as her mother isn't ashamed or disappointed in her. Um, In fact, she explains she understands her and she sees the confidence that she exudes on camera, the beauty and pride that she feels. She says, I get this Alice, right? I get this Alice who's in her comfortable clothes and is quiet and reserved. And then I see that Alice and she's different, right? I see Lola who is confident and and funny and charming. And it was really like a point of appreciation and that's exactly what alice was like aiming for and i was like that's beautiful um and she explains uh all like you know why she does what she does and Mm -hmm. even in the shadow of the fact that there's this imposter that's stealing her like she's trying to like get her mom to understand that uh there was still a beauty in that moment Mm -hmm. um and in the end alice figures out how to get her channel back and in a rather clever play Alice challenges Lola to a game, the winner of which will get the channel. Um, And after some (laughs) like really intense uh, abuse, self-abuse to to kind of show how um, unreal the new Lola is, uh, she gets her channel back. She wins. Um, And uh, she wins the fan so she gets into her account she logs in and she shuts it down yeah. um, however this is not the end because camming is exactly what alice wants to do um so because they like shut it down i was like oh yeah <laughs> like, like she's just not gonna do I it thought she was just gonna go get the, i thought she was gonna cash out I was, mm-hmm. I was like get in there cash out right now send it to my account and then close it but she just closed it and i was like oh no but then that's not the end. Um, so she kind of fixes herself up because she's looking a little rough. Her mom helps her, which is really cute. Yeah. Uh, she has a nice wig. She has a new persona. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, she decides to open a new account in the end, um, not letting this situation destroy her dreams. So she even explains to her mother that if it happens again, She'll destroy that imposter too, and she'll make a new account. Um, Because in the end, the monster was not her choice of career, but it was that it was stolen from her. Mm -hmm. Um, This approach is thanks to the writer um, who had the experience in camming. It really influenced that approach. (laughs) Because again, there was no... um, uh, like sadness behind what her job was it was a sadness about like the people. being stolen yeah and the horrors of what people make exactly yeah 
Yeah. And so Izumaze had said about the um, kind of the motivation that she said, sex work is work and it's normal. And that's what she wanted people to understand. And much mm -hmm. of the cam experiences came from her own life. Uh, the users that we see on screen is uh, are inspired by the personality that she saw in her own streams. Um, and after having her own work stolen and put on Pornhub, Maze explained the feeling of alienation, explaining that there was a disembodied version of myself that I was completely alienated from. And that was terrifying. I was seeing this form of myself that was no longer me, but it was me, um, mm -hmm. which is literally exactly what she was experiencing. Um, and Mazay's goal was to show the normalcy of this line of work as well, that it's normal and at constant criticism because we don't understand it or like regular people don't understand it. And she said, I think what's so frustrating is that sex work is the only career where we demand that it be empowering or we assume that it's exploitative and we don't let it exist in a nuanced space for what it is. We don't demand of a waitress or a programmer or a writer or a retail clerk that their job be empowering. But we also don't assume that there's some sort of victim for having chosen to sell clothes at Forever 21. <laughs> like we completely invalidate their experiences, right? Mm -hmm. Like all those other OnlyFans horror stories. Um, the writer's experience outside of camming uh, in simply trying to pitch the script was equally alarming and horrifying. So in this article on Daily Dot, which is where I found all these quotes um, titled, Netflix thriller can explores the fractured nature of online identity. They explain assumptions about sex work followed Mize when she tried to pitch the script to, with Goldhaver. Um, executives grilled her about the craziest sexual act she's ever had to perform, and others weren't sure why she had to be involved. One guy rewrote the end of the script to include him and Mize in a demented kind of fan fiction. He saw it as a joke while she saw it as sexual harassment. So yeah. that's like, we literally see that with the cop. <laughs> like yeah. I'm coming here for me, real life, like not my persona, me human being, asking you for help to do your job. And you're asking me like something that's not even related to that other job. Yeah. Um, or <laughs> also seeing like that blur of like, her as a person and said only seeing her as a sex object that we like now I can write myself into the narrative because it's hilarious and it's like you you want to do that to anybody else right yeah, like, in what world would you write a, like an email let me show you this fan fiction I wrote about us <laughs> HR is gonna know yeah but because she had previously done sex work they're like then she does she's not gonna mind it mm -hmm. she's already like allowed that to happen to her so now everything else is deserved um, yeah. And then the end, the, yeah. the film is incredibly realistic despite the paranormal deep fake fiend. There is a gore um, and it is certainly a horror film, but the real scares come from the sense of stolen identity, personal space and disrespect by the world. It is a complex story that will get under the skin of any content creator whose very being is their selling point, their identity, the service and their presence online, their livelihood. Scary. Yeah. That's all about what I'm going to say, too. It's similar, similar vibes uh, in that <laughs> this film just does like such an amazing job portraying. And it's like so crazy that the real person, like the real Mize, mm -hmm. actually like experienced the lines, essentially, like those people inspired this gross scene with the police officers that's just so crazy yeah um, like they literally say they say words that she says in this little quote so that's wild <laughs> yeah um, especially because it's like okay we can understand that like the 
commenters and the people in this the cam world were inspired by her cam experiences but then to say like oh all the horrors of reality she also experienced like a never-ending i'm so glad she was able to do it and you know she was able to find success uh, with the same studio that did get out right like they understood Mm -hmm. the uh validity of this story and so 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 thankful that and and that you know she was able to be a part of it for them to be like why do you have to be here <laughs> like that's so like because if she wasn't then they would have made it yeah also and if she wasn't they would have bastardized the ending to make it like not the great story that it was yeah um, because they clearly had their all already preconceived notions of what sex work is yeah and we're totally fine just devaluing her presence on set yeah so they would have just been like the same villains. Like it would have just, they would have been harming her the way that the fictional villains were harming her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Well, I'll say words Let's now. learn more gross. Yeah. And honestly, it kind of is. But uh, one cool thing about my section is thanks to Gabe, they put a bunch of articles in my thing. So my COVID gotcha. brain didn't have to try too hard. So thank you, Gabe. <laughs> um, because there's like a lot of things you can do. Uh basically helpful tips uh that are relevant for cam performers but honestly any content creator making video content so i have like a little section of just like things you can do if your content gets stolen um and the thing you said earlier gabe really reminded me of what happened to dmp in that their instagram got stolen and like they were not ever able to get that back uh or it got stolen by like the person trying to sell bitcoin um And they had like 600 followers totally gone. Now we have 86. Um, So it's like a really real thing where like your platform can get stolen and you may never be able to get it back. You might not Mm -hmm. be able to have that. And then now like your livelihood is affected. Um, Yeah. Well, think about like YouTube where it's all dependent on the amount of viewers and clicks, right? There's a a channel that Mike watched, um, VFX Artists React. I forget what they're. Mm-hmm. channels called but they've had like years years of content they make so much money they're amazing creators and one day they woke up all of their stuff was gone like someone yeah. went in and deleted years of their content yeah and it's just like that's like the absolute worst nightmare that could happen <laughs> to a content creator happened yeah. to them and also just like uh not feeling ownership over your own content. I know right now there's a lot of drama happening with like Dungeons and Dragons related mm-hmm. to that. Um, in that there's like this new plan from Wizards of the Coast to like do this uh open content platform thing. And it's mm-hmm. essentially making it that any content that's ever been made by like creatives in the D D space that like they can now commodify those resources mm-hmm. and they no longer belong to the content creators themselves. Yeah. And we don't know if it'll go through or if it'll change, but yeah. I know that that's like another thing where it's like content creation as it's become like a livelihood and a job for a lot of people, it has in recent years been getting a lot of uh, scary stuff happening to it in that like there's so many unknowns around copyright. There's so many different things that really like impact the work and you can have your stuff stolen as you said you can have someone go into your steal your account and delete Mm -hmm. all of your work like Mm -hmm. there's so much risk associated with the job that is genuinely scarier than the supernatural stuff yeah Um, how do you confirm that it's like your content and also how do you know how much is your content like if you are a video game streamer right like mm -hmm. the core content is this video game but you are the content 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're the one who's talking about it. So yeah, uh, a lot of it ties back to like, it, you're the personality that's like mm-hmm. making this content go far. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> no, exactly. It's like really well. Um, so a scary thing, uh, it is a very scary thing to have your platform, hard work, and a piece of your identity stolen and exploited. Uh, Cam does a fantastic job highlighting this and how stressful that experience would be, as well as just how invasive it is. I still like the one scene where they like go into her actual room, like still haunts me. Like there's just so much so genuine stress that takes place. And it's all very reminiscent of very real things. Like if we think of doxing, uh, having your identity stolen, actually deep fake technology, like all of this stuff. It's, it's, there's something very personal about putting your face at the forefront of your brand. And mm-hmm. with that comes this like inherent danger. Um, then even if someone does not know your name, they would recognize you in public, have access to your personal time, space, and identity. And this film does an amazing job of showcasing just how vulnerable that could be, especially if that content that you're creating is something that society demonizes or just does Mm -hmm. not understand. Um, And this is something that content creators and folks that work in the sex industry can both experience. Uh, It's something artists and creatives can experience. And all of it ties back to the commodification of any and everything we have and how capitalism preys on all the things that make us great. Um, And And there's a way that capitalism influences how we see others as well, as well as like things that we consume that gives this feeling of entitlement to the consumer over what they are consuming. Hmm. So when you end up commodifying a person, the people consuming the content from that person are more likely to feel entitlement over that person. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's lots of... Yeah, lots of danger associated with that. Um, (laughs) And essentially that entitlement uh, can make one, the person, the creator themselves feel very unsafe, but it can actively put their lives, their identities, their safety at risk. Uh, Mm -hmm. So for this reason, there's a big risk in taking on a job that has your face or body attached to it, especially when an industry that's so heavily stigmatized. Many people who work as content creators within the sex industry are at risk for violence from people who think that they are what they are doing is wrong or feel entitled to them. Um, And that risk can be worth it when the reward is like financial stability uh, and growth that are attached to it, especially when living in a society where wealth is a direct pathway to a higher quality of life, not only for yourself, but those you care about. Um, But it's also like when that positive piece of it, Mm -hmm. in addition to like, your autonomy and your like happiness within that space are stolen. Um, It makes dealing with it in addition to like this mental trauma of having like your consent taken away uh, through this exploitation of your privacy. uh, It makes it like not worth it in the sense that your physical safety is now put at risk. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's this added layer when thinking of theft through piracy, exploitation from big companies. Um, So thinking of like even campsites that, take a cut of Mm -hmm. like the performers check. Um, and then like, yeah. And like, aren't there to defend her when things go wrong, but they're still actively receiving money and benefiting over her exploitation essentially. Cause like Mm -hmm. her identity has been stolen. Um, and then AI or identity theft, the theft of content creators work is so damaging because it attacks not only their livelihood, but the, their identity itself, like their personal image, their name and, as a result, like if their actual name is put out, sometimes that can impact their families, um, mm-hmm. especially when society doesn't think like good things about 
the career. There's lots of stigma around like content creation in general, but especially around sex work. So mm-hmm. um, it's a different kind of theft uh, when you're stealing from big business. But this isn't that kind of theft. It's the kind of a theft that directly impacts individual people and their ability to survive. Um, I titled this part of my section, helpful tips that are relevant for camp performers and honestly, any content creator making video content. As I said, Gabe found an article on the ways to combat theft uh, within this industry titled adult models, how to fight piracy and stolen content. So hopefully this information is helpful to you or someone, you know. Um, So there are a handful of ways that camp performers can protect themselves when creating accounts. And some of these protections are able to be opted into in cam sites themselves. So there's some cam sites that are better than others. Uh, One Mm -hmm. method of protecting your content is through the DMCA, also known as the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, which is a federal law that protects the intellectual property rights of a creator. Um, The DMCA complaint A DMCA complaint is a notice that's sent to the infringing party or a third party playing a role in the infringement. And the DMCA is the first tool in an anti-piracy arsenal. But there are some important things to know and a right way of how to do it. So this website kind of goes into like all the details. It also lists like some sites specifically that offer those protections within uh, the actual cam sites. So sites like Bonga Cam offer DMCA protections on their site and offer even extended protections Ooh. for uh, when you have to sit, submit requests to Google or other web hosts that have pirated content. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they you, help you. Yeah, they actually like help you submit claims that your stuff has been stolen and put on other websites without your consent. That's rad. Um, that seems like the one based on this article that uh, it links to that has the most weight on Bonga Camp. Seems like the mm-hmm. one that has the most protections available, but there are other ones that offer similar protections, just not at the same extent. Uh, Bonga Camp is the only one that also offers Google and web host uh, DMCA requests. Mm-hmm. But other ones like Cam with Her, Chatterbait, My Chatterbait. Free Cam, Chatterbait. I don't know how to say words. It's <laughs> okay. Uh, my free cams and we're also offer some protection for creators in that they do offer um, the DMCA request, just not through Google or the web hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, submitting to Google apparently doesn't remove the content from the internet, but it does keep it from being associated with your name and that like it will impact that it show, doesn't show up in like your searches. So if someone's looking for you, they'll no longer get links to that other place, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't remove it from the internet. Um, it's more the web host one that will actually work to take it down from these other sites uh, because the entire thing is that they're hosting it on their website without consent. Um, the article also goes on to recommend watermarking all content that you create uh, specifically as just like a good practice for all content creators, Mm because it's something that can protect you, especially if you copyright your watermark. Um, It's just like an additional thing to say, this is actually mine, not yours. Um, So yeah, watermarking your content is a good practice to begin with. It works as a form of promotion and makes it easier to identify your content. Trademarking your watermark is an easy way to provide additional protection as trademarks hold more legal weight than DMCA alone. Um, webmasters and companies are more likely to respond to trademark violations as it is a harsher fine in court. And it's also possible to file foreign trademarks and gain a legal foothold in countries that don't recognize DMCA. So not all countries recognize DMCA. So this is kind of like a secondary 
protection um, to making sure that your content is yours. And especially internationally, there's lots of countries that don't operate within the same copyright laws. So this is an additional protection that may protect you abroad versus just in the United States. I just want to um, say we watermark all our stuff. It's right there in the corner. <laughs> exactly. So look at us be good. I did a little <laughs> dance because I was happy about that. I was like, look at us be good. I was like wondering if we did. Yeah. Um, so it's positive. So having your content watermarked is just a great way to legally protect yourself and your content. You can also apparently fight piracy through better marketing, which is another thing that I was like, what? Mm-hmm. But essentially through marketing yourself, uh, it is a way to make sure that you're at the top of searches, algorithms, et cetera, and that the pirated content gains less traction. Um, so one thing that they said is like make a website, make all the social media platforms under your name so that they cannot be co-opted by other people. Um, and just make sure like you have as much control over the identity you're trying to have out there on these sites. Uh, so like if it's not your name, that you have claimed to all the places that it could exist elsewhere. So that like, you're kind of protecting someone be making an Instagram account saying it's you mm-hmm. and then putting your content on there and then you not being able to fight it because it, pr- it looks like it's you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and one last piece of info that seemed important and helpful is that uh, they say that copyright isn't the only law that pirates are non-compliant with. Um, all pirates are also non-compliant with the 2257 record keeping requirements. This is a federal offense and a big deal in the United States specifically. It's also a big deal in a number of other countries as well. Being able to stack the 2257 compliance on top of copyright infringement gives more legal ammunition, essentially, sometimes in jurisdictions where copyright isn't as big of a deal. Um, So it's just another tool within your arsenal to get legal protections, especially like thinking about how in cam um, they weren't able to get help from the police. Um, The way that you would be able to get help in a lot of instances is through these copyright related laws. Mm -hmm. Uh, You'd be able to sue, you'd be able to make traction because you have these protections in place um, and you'd be able to get these videos taken down. Mm -hmm. Uh, The 2257 record keeping requirements, like that's what she tried to do too. Cause it's like you're, when she takes pictures of herself next to her ID, mm -hmm. like, and has like the time you do that with Instagram too. If you're, you get your account stolen, but even mm-hmm. then it was like denied because like your account's already in file. But yeah, that that whole practice of her uh, showing that she's a real person yeah. <laughs> and having that. Yeah. Well, that sucks that it wasn't able to work in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to say that it is a good practice to yeah. follow. Um, it should have worked if it wasn't a paranormal situation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Very valid. Very valid. Yes. Okay. So if you don't have a paranormal situation, it should protect you. And um, the article kind of continues on. There's other things that you can do, but I just kind of felt like those were the most helpful of the things listed. Um, but I highly recommend the article just if that's something you're experiencing. Um, as you as we said, like, it's not going to work all the time. Uh, but the more tools you have in your tool chest, you know, mm-hmm. the more likely you're going to be able to combat these things and get like financial retribution even like, cause there's fines that these companies have to pay if they've stolen your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so and they hate the, paying money. They hate paying money. So you really got to come for their wallets. Uh, so the more stuff you have protecting your content, the better. Um, there's another instance where I know there's like, TikTok sounds mm-hmm. that's something like I read about recently um and that like there's people who will copyright famous TikTok sounds 
mm-hmm. before people like know that they should be doing that. Um, so that like they no longer get the people who like made the sound may not have the actual copyright for it. So they're not able to like market off of it. Um, so that you have to like really, if you're making something, you might not realize it's going to go big or like get viral, but it's, you really want to try to like get trademarks, copyrights, stuff like that as much as possible um, when you're going to end up making a career out of content creation. Mm-hmm. Um, the last terrifying thing that I was going to cover, because one, I didn't know, mm-hmm. and it definitely freaked me out a lot, is the deep fake technology and the use of AI. I mean, we saw a little, not deep fake specifically, but like AI and how it does kind of end up being like theft mm-hmm. um, with this AI art situation. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of participating in the AI art thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, this Me is too. cool. Look how nice I look. It's so cool. And I'm an artist, so it was my bad. I didn't know. Uh, but now I do. So I'm not going to do it again. Uh, mm-hmm. But that was like a big thing where like artists are very outraged by the fact that like, I didn't know that they were stealing people's art off of the internet and that's how they were making these things. I was like, cool. They taught robots how to draw. I love that for them, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's not what it is. They steal art and then they, they train the robots to replicate the art. And then that essentially devalues the actual art from the original artist, And that's why it's bad. Um, but deep fake does like a similar thing. It uses AI um, and it's a technology that's basically used to take a video and put a different person's face into it um Mm -hmm. so the last terrifying thing i learned about is how actually very scary deepfake technology is specifically when it comes to exploiting someone's identity and their image if you don't know what a deepfake is a quick google search will tell you that deepfake is a video of a person in which their face or body has been digitally altered so that they appear to be someone else typically used maliciously or to spread false information Mm -hmm. um the use of deepfake technologies poses obvious threats to identity protection and in a country country that actively demonizes sex work it can be life-threatening in that i believe the quote which i'm going to say later 96 percent of deepfake videos on the internet are pornographic Mm -hmm. so 98 celebrities and stuff yeah uh so it's a lot of people who are impacted by this and they did not willingly choose to go into those fields so it is like a blatant disregard for their personal autonomy. Um, so yeah, it's could be life threatening. There's like people who have like lost their jobs for people finding out that they've done sex work. So it's a real thing. Um, so in an article titled Deep Fakes Revenge Porn and the Impact on Women by Shengxi Wang, they go into detail on some of the threats deep fake technology presents. When looking into the film Cam and the follower Tinkerbot, who is openly a tech person, I feel very strongly that if it's not supernatural, it was him. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, this uh, deep fake technology, the, co- the code for it is open source. So it's very possible that what took place in the movie was his manipulation of deep fake technology to gain different levels of access to the protagonist's life um, because he felt entitled to her life. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I think this is because apparently deepfake, as I said, is open source. Uh, one reason that fuels the rise of deepfake footage is that many implementations of deepfake algorithms are open source, easily accessible to anyone with basic programming skills and a reliable internet connection. The popular code repository created by an anonymous 
dash r dash is available on GitHub, free to, for all to use. Uh, and this dramatically lowers the barrier for non-experts to utilize the technology. Um, it also opens the possibility for people to weaponize the technology against people they don't like or their enemies. Uh, so even though AI or techniques like deepfake have many applications, including photo editing, image repair, 3D transformation, unfortunately, their main application today is generating sexually explicit videos for cyber exploitation. According to Deep Trace Report, 96% of deep fake videos on the internet are pornographic videos. Not surprisingly, the main victims of the fake videos are women whose images and likeness are used without their consent and often without their knowledge. Um, so additionally, there's no rely. The reason this, like, it's already obviously like not a good thing, but the, the reason it's extra upsetting is because right now, I at least I couldn't find any evidence of it, that there's no reliable way to detect whether a deep fake is there, whether or not these videos are real. Um, so in creating these videos without a person's consent, there's no reliable way to disprove that they are not real, um, which ultimately means that like, they can create them all they want with anybody. And then there's no way for that person to be like, that wasn't me, mm -hmm. because there's no way to detect if the deep fake technology is being used. Um, with a combination of things like doxing and deepfake technology, you could really put someone in danger. Um, that's kind of like what I thought of when they did the whole, like went into her real room. Um, it was like they were doxing her while under this deepfake technology were like pushing barriers and breaking her rules in ways that like she was not consenting to. She did not mm -hmm. want them to show the picture of her brother. She didn't want, want them to be in her real room. Um, it's like these pushing of barriers to information that is not, supposed to be accessible. Um, so there are limitless ways that this technology could be used to harm people. Uh, but the main one that I like really don't know if like people thought about that much, but like you could alter court file, like evidence, you could change video footage. Mm -hmm. And I just don't understand like why that's not more scary to people. <laughs> like yeah. it's all, like, it's just really wild to me that like you could definitely like alter security. Do you know the movie we watched, the really ridiculous one with the river sticks and they used oh, all yeah. the... It was Unfriended too. Unfriended. Unfriended too. That literally could have been deep fake technology. Mm -hmm. They could have just used that um, within the... Pro they were all very good programmers. They could have videoed them. That's how they move their faces to make it look like they were doing stuff that they weren't doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's just like a lot of implications to like how this technical technology could be used that are genuinely scary. And I think I did not know that you could change people's voices as well as their face. Like, I didn't know you could take any celebrity and put them in any video you wanted them to do. I think that's crazy. Yeah, so people that's what do I that now. Yeah. yeah. There was like a trend where people were doing videos where it was them but the face was like a celebrity singing mm -hmm. a song or something. And like when you were talking about how you couldn't convince someone it's not a video of you, it just makes me think of when Alice is like talking to her mom because she like keeps being like, that's not me. And it's like, I have this video. What are you talking about? I know what my kid looks like. And she's like, no, that's not me. Like, yeah, so there's so many playing. implications. Like you could have, so you could ruin someone's career. Like you could just mm -hmm. go, you could have, especially like, considering you could have like any politician you could have them say the most wild things maybe mm -hmm. kanye is a deep fake i don't know you know like <laughs> he's probably not but like no. i'm just yeah. saying like there's so many you could do so much just by yeah. taking someone's face that if that is their career 
Mm-hmm. Well, there's like you've destroyed there's like... it now, and there's no way to prove that that wasn't them. Uh-huh. So you've destroyed it for real. Like there's irreparable damage. Um, yeah. Well, you you can think about like people who maybe are in vulnerable situations where they're around people who, if they heard or saw a video of them doing something like that, uh, could hurt them. Could actually harm yeah. them because, like you know some religious folks or, or controlling folks yeah could you use as blackmail that. you could use mm-hmm. there's so many ways that this technology mm-hmm. could be used for bad yeah um, there's also like this conspiracy that i caught wind of of people thinking that something like they don't know where britney spears is and there was all these posts of britney spears and like these videos but they're like but that's not britney spears like they're convinced that they're just showing this other woman to be like happy and doing all this stuff. Uh, but it might not be her. Um, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I literally just saw like a few comments of someone being like, look at it. And I'm like, oh, I can't be in this conspiracy. I can't, I can't. I'm not gonna lie, the, the technology exists. It does. And so, it's open source. So Anyone who knows how to code could do it. Yes. So so many. Anyone who's listening to this, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> don't take our ideas. Those are. This is the bad stuff we're telling you about. Yeah. Don't um, do those things. Like it's just there's so many implications for it. You could use it in so many different ways, and it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, there's probably ways you could use it for positives, but there's also so many ways you could use it for negatives. And either way, at the end of the day, it's all about taking the consent away from somebody, mm-hmm. and that shouldn't be like what you do for funsies. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's should like, have autonomy over themselves when we did those episodes about um like the ai or computer things that would generate messages from loved ones that you've lost it's like you could use a deep fake to like sh- see their face and recreate that and like even that has a lot of problems because like what are they saying like <laughs> you took their voice away and they're not even here to defend themselves like yeah again, thinking about exactly the, the character in the movie even that had passed and they were yeah. actively still profiting and exploiting or i don't know how to say exploiting why do i always say exploiting it's just like a weird thing my <laughs> brain okay. does exploiting her identity mm-hmm. past like and she, she was not there to defend herself mm-hmm. so yeah it's just extra messed up yeah, yeah and imagine like her family who are dealing with her loss finding this and it's still mm-hmm. being live and having to just be like what yeah like, that's not yeah it's that's horrifying and even like uh we, i didn't even mention it as part of like the horrifying things of the film but your whole conversation about like the commodification how they feel this ownership like the viewers feel ownership over them especially if yeah. they're paying money so like one of the guys uh had a lot of money and so he was always like bouncing around to other girls and depending on who he was interested in that's the person who's going to climb the charts because he could give them money and so mm-hmm. then he felt like you all belong to me because what I say goes like I am in control of your success. I'm in control of you doing anything. I can make or break you. And so yeah. you have to do what I want. You have to be good to me. You have to like. Because I could destroy you. It. Yeah. Because yeah. I have the power and you are mine. Mm-hmm. You belong to me. And that like that was a whole another horrible thing. Yeah. Um, and one of the articles you shared with me, uh, there was something like that within it too as well. Just like the fact that uh, the you'll have fans uh, in the cam streams who are moderators to make sure your chat doesn't get like Mm -hmm. inappropriate or upsetting. But the, and a lot of times the people who like get that trust or like power Mm -hmm. will feel even more like they'll do so in a way that is uncomfortable and that like they'll cross boundaries or they'll feel like 
they'll come at people with this like i own them so you can't say that i've removed you from Uh here um in like this kind of creepy gross way where it's like they're trying to protect you but the motivation is not positive Mm -hmm. so it's like tinker because tinker helped her when she did the fake unaliving like he was a part Uh of that he was the fake guy commenting to get her to bleed and so he was like oh this is us we're in we now have this connection so of course i can come see you in real life i'm different from them because you Mm -hmm. let me in on this like secret yeah what a great film so yeah ultimately the film does a really great job it was ahead of its time uh it was doing a lot it really Mm -hmm. and the the reason it was such a great film is because they didn't kick her out yeah Um, (laughs) they let it be honest scripting yeah exactly yeah and it's ahead of its time because um um, as they had said uh the deep fake like the hysteria around deep fake didn't come out until like they were already in post-production for the film like so she had no idea she was like oh i predicted like yeah (laughs) this big ai like scare that's very genuine and real yeah i think it's gonna be a real problem like in the future like as stuff progresses i feel like there's so many ways that it could be manipulated to do wrong um Mm -hmm. but also it's like you could also have people who could lie who could say like something really crazy on camera and then be like that's not me it's a deep fake that's also very true yeah like there's like conspiracy theory love things i think the biggest thing will be like creating a technology that can identify it and i think that'll solve a lot of the things where like they've have created technology that can detect if an ai wrote a paper mm-hmm. um that's a thing uh there's like little things that are being developed to like detect these things but until those things are solid mm-hmm. there's probably going to be like this weird middle space work pretty wild stuff happens and people are like eh. I don't think when we first got like Photoshop, yeah, <laughs> people, like, didn't understand how you could do that, or like the ghost photos we covered in like our our ghost episode yeah. of like people who are like ghosts are real, and it's like someone just did some double exposure. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's super real. It's like till you understand, and I guess also like another danger that I really think about is the fact that like people won't always like check their research Mm -hmm, i guess mm -hmm. like they'll see something and be like that's true so there's going to be a lot of people who like make up their minds about things even if they're real or not uh and that's just the unfortunate reality of humanity so Mm -hmm. they could see it it isn't real but now that's just what they think now uh kind of like tweets where you have like the fake tweets oh yeah yeah so. yeah like uh unfortunately our doja cat tweet uh <laughs> from our unfriended episode she did not say those things <laughs> oh no <laughs> the commenter so told funny. us that and i was like oh dang got us that would have been so funny got us well, um, i wish that one was real because that's hilarious <laughs> yeah See, it's, I, it's hard to tell even us media analysis people sometimes even mess up too we just wanted it to be too real too too hard um i mean yeah people are gonna people love conspiracy theories no matter how absurd like there's conspiracy theories that john benet ramsey the uh the young beauty queen who was murdered is actually Katy perry there's like people are gonna believe you know like they're gonna you tell them something crazy people think avril lavigne died a long time ago and this is a new person walking around pretending to be avril yeah same thing with paul mccartney like you know like people like or like the berenstain berenstain bears yeah you know there's a lot there's a lot of things what is reality ultimately at the end of the day it's our interpretation Um. of it and (laughs) 
anyway. and people are gonna make up their minds but hopefully the people who are making up their minds aren't the ones who have like the power to murder people so mm-hmm. or ruin their lives yeah so i think <laughs> we have a we have a lot of soapboxes to be on because there's a lot that's covered it's very complex i think at the yeah. heart the theme and the message of this episode and this film that sex work is real work and oh, deserving yeah. of respect and you gotta cut content creators some slack and you gotta uh help them you gotta understand that like their content is uh, just as valuable and uh don't steal it don't you know pay pay for the stuff okay pay for an only fans yeah get it from the source you know support them so they can keep doing it especially if you like someone you're like i like the way you do that amazing <laughs> support yeah. them but also know they are professional <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're not doing. like your best they're friend or you. they don't your partner you. like, they, don't not, you. they don't know you like that you're paying yeah. for a service uh <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Just, my, <laughs> I just had that conversation with my partner he was like if you had only fans would i have to pay for it and i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you get other stuff for free but, <laughs> but this if you're gonna get is... my only fans you gotta pay for it <laughs> yeah this is a fan this is a you're paying for a service like everybody yeah. else <laughs> okay like That's i don't know what is this <laughs> Yeah, it's a different version of you, so obviously. Yeah, you have a her. <laughs> Somebody else. Um, I do not have one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> again, it'd be really hard to create content so regularly. I'm just like in yeah. awe of them. <laughs> yeah, we already have like one whole podcast and YouTube show. It'd yeah. just be a lot to like add additional you already do like 20 jobs Gabe, i do so, so many jobs i couldn't add that job as lucrative as it could be yeah, yeah. so i'll just complete envy to anyone in the sex work field and content creating field like yeah y'all it's a lot of work respect <laughs> good job um definitely go watch the film let us know what you think of the film um we have two more episodes left of our new year new me i hope you enjoy them they're pretty fun then we'll start a new series in February. And yeah, I think it's a good kickoff to the new year, revisiting some stuff, try the new ground, seeing how it's going. Pretty fun. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like and subscribe, you know, support these content creators. Yeah. <laughs> so we can keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, and check, make, and make sure you money. check out our, our watermark <laughs> up at the top. Yeah, because that makes it real. <laughs> <laughs> it is this belongs to us yeah um cool well don't get married later kids okay bye